striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Good morning, Australia, and welcome to no, The Chaser no, Report. Dom, no, we can't. What, have we changed the name again? Who are we now? <laughs> no, no. James we, Matheson and Osher Gunsberg? <laughs> we can't say good morning because in Melbourne it's not a good morning. It's their first morning of lockdown. Yeah, no, that's that's not a very good morning. Okay, story. so let me start this podcast. Right, go okay. for it. Bad morning. <laughs> Welcome to the Chaser Report. Um, is it possible that you could at least try and sound sombre and as though you actually are upset by the fate of millions of people? Well, I, Tom, I think we should be making people laugh, especially them in Melbourne. Let's not be too negative about this. If they want some satirical entertainment, mm. they've got the Herald Sun. Look, I think it's all right. They're probably already drunk by now. It's, it's one o'clock. That's true. Have a beer for mm. Melbourne. If you're yeah. in Melbourne or if you're not, it's a perfect excuse. Get on the beers. <laughs> yes, it's what Dan would want you to do. Yeah. Just stay away from stairs. On today's show, we're about to cross to the streets of Melbourne, actually, where David Milner is going to talk us through the latest lockdown. And we're going to get Gabby to come into the studio and present her idea for a vaccine ad. And we're going to hear one of Boris Johnson's senior advisors absolutely throwing him under the bus. You know what we're not talking about? Me stuffing up the headlines yesterday. Here's the Chaser Report. A Melbourne resident has decided that the fourth time's the charm and that this lockdown will be the one they sort their life out in. Over the course of seven days, the Melburnian has promised to work out more, call their mother and learn to cook their own meth. A man who spent $4,000 on a camera was able to justify bankrupting his family on Wednesday night by being able to take a fractionally clearer photo of the blood moon. The amateur photographer celebrated the successful snap by purchasing a new lens that he will use during the next once-in-a-lifetime eclipse. In entertainment news, following the success of the Friends reunion episode, NBC have decided to bank on early 2000s nostalgia by organising a reunion between George Bush and Al-Qaeda. That's the latest news for The Chaser Report. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Chaser Report. Less news. Less often. David Milner is the voice of Melbourne. He's the editor of one of the greatest publications ever to come out of that fair city, The Shot. Was that your idea, Charles? Yes, it's mine. Yeah, who owns that publication, Charles? I do. Um, Anyway, (laughs) well, we do, the chaser does. Um, David Milner, welcome to the show. How are you feeling after the announcement of a snap lockdown? Um, Everything, all the emotions. Um, angry, I think. I'm pissed off. I'm, um, I'm shitty that this federal government has had a year to do something other than nothing, and it's basically chosen to do nothing. So I think that is my overwhelming sentiment at the moment. In fairness, Dave, they have done a lot of photo ops with vaccines. I know, and they've done things that weren't photo ops, like wanking on desks. Every little bit helps. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Maybe, yes. I think there's been 17 outbreaks uh, now from hotel quarantine since last year. And how many federal 
dedicated quarantine stations have the federal government built so far in that year? Um, none. They've they've wanked on more desks. Right. Yes. One to zero. The national discourse, though, is that this is really only a problem when it happens in, you know, the Soviet Republic of Victoria. Mm. And when it happens anywhere else, it's absolutely fucking fine, mm. which is just the stupidest way of framing this entire conversation because it means the government gets away with doing absolutely nothing to help this situation. Yeah, Dave, I, I guess my question is, in what way is this Dan Andrews's fault? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, he's... No one's seen him for four or five months now. Like, I'm concerned that he's <laughs> on his back. Like, I don't even know whether he's... Um, aware. It's, it's aware of what's happening, but I'm sure it's his fault some way deep down <laughs> just because he's a Labour premier that people here actually like. So it absolutely must be his fault. Is it perhaps easier to interpret this and the actions of the federal government if you look at them less as people who are governing Australia and more mm. as a sort of marketing team to look as though they're governing Australia. Does that, does that sort of maybe come closer to helping you explain why they have done nothing for so long? It's, I think that is absolutely a big part of it, but I, I think it's not giving them enough credit for their commitment to their political ideology, which is basically just a rampant neoliberalism. And the whole point of that is that at that core, neoliberals are opposed to government doing things. They are philosophically opposed to, you know, governments handling things well, and they just seem deeply committed to that. You think it's intentional that they're just fucking it up? Yeah, you know, Charles, look, you've, you've got, in Scott Morrison, you've got a guy who ran Tourism Australia, mm. failed and got sacked by a liberal federal government, mm. but what he's managed to do now is completely end tourism to Australia. So if nothing else, he's finally delivered on that vision. This is, it's, a, it's a remarkable legacy. And the slogan that he had for Tourism Australia was, where the bloody hell are you? Exactly. Which can be totally repurposed for the vaccines. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's just a really weird lack of public health messaging around the vaccine. I went to a, a craft beer festival on the weekend for all my sins in the exhibition centre and right next to it was a vaccine hub mm. and there were no lines whatsoever. I just couldn't help thinking, hang on, in a sensible, proactive country would have tied these two events together. And if you got your jab, <laughs> you got a free beer afterwards. Like, let's just actually make this work because this shit's fucking real. Three and a half million people have died. So what, what's your plan for the next seven days? How are you going to get through it? I've just, well, I've got to go to the bottle shop. Um, I bought some video games. That's good. <laughs> it's stimulating the economy, Dave. Well, I mean, that's all it's about, isn't it? We've got to keep these things ticking over. I think what I will probably do is go a little bit mad, but then pull myself out towards the end. That's the plan, basically. I will cathartically vent on the shot, the, the best website in the world, according to its owner, <laughs> and just try to stay sane, really. It's, this is the fourth time now for people in Melbourne, and it's the second one that haunts us all because that went on for 13 years. Yeah, it's, it, I honestly can't believe we're back here, to be honest. Yeah, well... I mean, I wish there was something funny we could say. We're sort of skirting around right. the issue, which is, fucking hell, this sucks. I mean, what else is there to say? It does suck. I also think it's my fault now, because the last time I, I've taken leave this week, 
And the last time I took leave, it was the wank death week. And the time before that, it was lockdown three. Mm. I really am starting to take this personally. As your, empl- as your employer, Dave, I-, I think you should never take a week off ever again. <laughs> as a person that lives here, I kind of agree. This is nonsense. Well, if nothing else, we found someone to blame other than Dan Andrews. So, Dictator Dave, thanks for joining us. <laughs> no worries, guys. Far out. Be well. See ya. A message from the Australian Federal Government. Hi, Melbourne. We know lockdown is hard. Are, are you okay? Oh, sorry. Go on. Hi, Melbourne. We know lockdown is hard. You've got this. Oh, huh? Got this? Haven't heard that one before. These are unprecedented times. Really? Really? It's not like we haven't done this three times already. Yeah, um, together you can get through this. Together. This is a lockdown? How can we fucking be together when the whole point of a lockdown is forcing people to be apart? Fuck the fuck off. Why not take this time to learn a new hobby? Fuck you! You know what hobby I picked up during the last time this shit happened? Alcoholism. I now know the difference between a semion and a Sav Blanc. Do you know how similar they taste? Look, uh, we're recording right now. Can you just leave? No, I can't. Remember, I'm in a fucking lockdown. I can't go anywhere. I mean, do you have a fucking name? I bet you're recording this from fucking Sydney. Oh, look at me. I have a job. Look, okay, sorry, I'm just trying to do this ad for the government. What do you want me to say? I want you to say that if Australia didn't have the 101st worst rollout of the vaccine in the world, if Scott Morrison had drunk less beers at Sharky's games and spent more time bothering to buy some fucking vaccines or had, at any point in the last year, decided to actually fix the quarantine system, then none of this, none of this, would have ever had to have fucking happened. I I can't say that. This whole ad is trying to make you forget all the stuff-ups. Okay, you Fuckwit, you do you. I'm going to go do a cheeky Dan Andrews and throw myself down some fucking stairs. Melbourne, remember, together you can get through this. Not me, I'm, I'm in Sydney. So on yesterday's podcast, we listened to a whole bunch of really eccentric vaccine ads from around the world. And as we know, Australia's ad was really crap and boring. So we, we challenged Gabby to come up with a better song. Hello, Gabby. Hello. How are you guys going? What did you come up with? Well, I figured that, like, I was sort of looking at the statistics of who were the most likely people to be hesitant towards getting vaccinated. And the most likely demographic Mm. of people were, like, women over 50, like my mum sort of age. No offence, mum. Yeah, and so I was like, well, what do women over 50 love more than anything? And if we're talking off what my mother has inflicted upon me over the last 25 years, it's just Robbie Williams. So I thought I'd um, spruce up some Robbie (laughs) for them. And I reckon I reckon I've done a pretty good job, to be honest. Really? Let's have a listen. Yeah, it's like a it's a panty dropping or rather sleeve raising uh, hit. Without any further ado, this is Gabby Bolt as Robbie Williams. Don't sit and wait, thinking angels will protect your face. Do you know there's places you can go Cause you're 50 years old You're eligible for vaccination Don't sell yourself short 
bed Thoughts running through your head Just think you could be dead Get vaccinated instead Cause through it All it offers you protection From COVID-19 infection So don't be a selfish ass. Risk is minimal And you can post about it on Facebook And complain about how long it took But at least you got it at all So don't be a sook Get vaccinated instead That is great! Yeah, I reckon my mum would run to a vaccination line for that one. Oh, that was so terrific, Gabby. Although it does make me wonder, can you get vaccinated against Robbie Williams? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I can't. I looked up my eligibility last night and it said no. <laughs> it didn't even give me a reason. It was just like, oh, you're 24 and healthy. Yeah, no. I'm thinking for over 50-year-old uh, men, just something by the Eagles. I wasn't sure. Like something like Desperado, but like, vaccination, why don't you go get it? Um, or maybe Hotel covid Fournier. Uh, nice. <laughs> Hotel COVID formula, bow, 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 nice. bow, you know, um, but I'll, I'll keep whacking away at it, I suppose. Thank you for doing your bit, Gabby. Thank you for hiring me to do so. <laughs> Time for a wee, it's an ad break. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. Hide your single-use plastics Cause Craig's here Now Craig, you've dropped in because yes, yes. Uh, it's it's now Thursday afternoon mm-hmm. yep. and uh, we've got an important thing to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I heard a rumour mm. that Don might have stuffed something up and I, I've, come, I've come like thousands of kilometres mm. just to get here, yeah. <laughs> just to have the opportunity to roast Dom over this. <laughs> Dom, what did you do? Well, that it, well, look, the slogan of the show is news you can't trust. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think we proved that today pretty well by airing this headline as today's news. Donald Trump's announcement that he is taking hydroxychloroquine has backfired after it cured his bone spurs and he immediately got conscripted into the US Army. Meanwhile, Donald Trump's Democratic opponent, Joe Biden, has asked his doctor whether hydroxychloroquine cures someone of sexual assault allegations. Wow, it's amazing how much today's news reminds me of a year ago. Yeah, there was a, an old file that was edited up and uh, the dumb thing is I realised that it was no. the wrong headlines and then I didn't fix it. No, you, you that sentence was wrong. The dumb thing is you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, look, it wasn't ideal. Um, the other dumb thing was offering to edit the podcast myself. <laughs> rather than, well, this is why you have minions normally. Yeah. Um, so you can then lay, lay the blame on them when they, <clears throat> they did the yeah. stuff up. Yep. But, yep. but do, I just want to ask you, what is what's our contractual arrangement with this? Like, how do we get paid, Dom? Like, how what what's the thing that we most need? Listeners, listeners, right? Yeah. Which is why yesterday I, I tweeted, 
Oh, it's a collector's edition with the wrong news. You'd better download it now. <laughs> you get two downloads. For That's the, my hope. Dom, Dom, if you analyse the media nowadays, like go to the Daily Mail website, mm. it's pretty successful, right? It, you can copy other mm. people's news and that kind of thing, but you don't copy your own news from a year <laughs> ago, okay? Just go to one of the other th- podcasts. Just I know you've been claiming you're Hamish and Andy anyway. Just copy their mm. podcast, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a very, very good idea. But you know why it happened? Why? Um, because I, I wanted to check whether it was because the right news. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, because I'm an idiot. But um, I don't think he knows. I listened to the start of the, the headlines to check that they were the right one. Yeah. And I heard this. The government has responded to fears that public transport will become crowded as restrictions across the country ease. In order to discourage passengers from using public transport, the government says it plans to keep running their public transport exactly the same way as it has always been run. By doing that, it would keep public transport as the least favoured option for everyone. Because that was a very laboured <laughs> But you look back at your old work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah particularly don't replay your old stuff it's just, if it's shit, Dom. Yeah, yeah. But obviously I thought that was from tomorrow yeah. and that. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, well done, Dom. That's yeah. good. Uh, so what's the lesson that we've learned? Uh, that this is now a history podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that Dom is cheating. Oh, no. Uh, we, we always do no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's in the logo. You've been waiting for several years for this, haven't you, Charles? <laughs> Since the time when Charles took uh, Triple M off the air for 19 seconds and we played that clip back forever. <laughs> How did you take Shibblem off air? Well, I wanted to record a sketch. So I Hmm. walked in the studio. I didn't realise it was broadcasting to the nation. (laughs) And I pulled down all the things. Because I was going, why is... Why is there music coming out of this desk? <laughs> yeah, they left it on by accident. And then literally every single person in the building came running. Did it? Did it? Did you talking it all go out? Because that would have been the best part. You no. did some sketch record to the whole nation. No, <laughs> but that was. Um, it's funnier than this. Damn it, mm. Charles is still the king of screw ups. Fuck you all. You can get out your plastic again. Because Craig's gone. Charles, Scott Morrison's been criticised a lot in this podcast, including in this episode. Mm. So in the interest of balance, I'm here to tell you that when it comes to COVID, he is one of the least incompetent, incompetent world leaders, I reckon. Uh, I do not believe you. (laughs) Not because he hasn't made some massive stuff Mm. ups, but his competition is rock stars of hopelessness like Donald Trump, Narendra Modi and Boris Johnson, you know, the UK's floppy head buffoon in chief. He hasn't exactly nailed the COVID response there, what with the people who died on his watch. I mean, vaccination, yes, they've smashed us, but you wouldn't expect senior members of the Johnson team to agree that he's done an utterly crap job. And yet his former senior advisor and political Svengali, a guy called Dominic Cummings, just got dragged before a select committee in the UK this week, and his evidence about his old boss wasn't exactly, shall we say, complimentary. The Prime Minister regarded this as um, just a, a scare story. He d- described it as the new swine flu. He just tells everyone, it's swine flu, don't worry about it. I'm going to get Chris Whitty to inject me live on TV with coronavirus so everyone realises it's nothing to be frightened of. <laughs> what? That was his plan. His plan was, remember that they were going to let it rip and have herd immunity and just basically hide all the old people away and let everyone else die? Yeah. And it was going to be, everyone, everyone, because he likes stunts. You know, he did yes. the thing on the, the zip line. It was going to be like, everyone, it's fine. Here we go. The Prime Minister's getting injected, not with the vaccine, but with, with the COVID virus. itself. But that's that's sort of like an episode of Black Mirror or something. That, that is completely dystopian. Yeah, is it's it? genuinely nuts. And so 
Cummings claims that he's one of the people that stopped him from doing it. I love that that's your claim to fame. Oh, yeah, I stopped the <laughs> yeah. Prime Minister from doing the Even weirdest worse. piece of Yeah, <laughs> we did incredibly badly, but yeah. we could have done so much so worse. That's his whole uh, <laughs> argument. But you would think, Charles, having mm. got COVID himself, he nearly died, remember? He was yes. in intensive care. It was really, really looking, looking hairy. Mm. You would think that after that, that would have completely changed his attitude. Well, no, it didn't. There's a great misunderstanding people have that because it nearly killed him, therefore he must have taken it seriously. But in fact, after the first lockdown, his view was he was cross with me and for others into what he regarded as basically pushing him into the first lockdown. His argument after that happened was literally, quote, I should have been the mayor of Jaws and kept the beaches open. I should have been, been the, the mayor, mayor from Jaws. <laughs> the idiot in Jaws. Yeah. yeah, that's right. The one who guaranteed people dying from the massive shark. Yeah. Wow. Look, it's, it's pretty damning stuff. There's also a rumour about something that Boris Johnson said that was particularly callous. Surely when it comes to just a rumour doing the rounds, Dominic Cummings could have, you know, thrown him a bone or something. Nah. Did you hear him say, like, the bodies pile high in their thousands or it's only killing 80-year-olds? The version that the BBC reported was accurate. And you heard that? I heard that in the Prime Minister's study. What, what was the allegation? Sorry, I didn't quite... Was that too Scottish for you? Yeah. Um, let the bodies pile high. It's only killing 80-year-olds. Oh, what a lovely, <laughs> charming man. What a great bloke. Yeah. But is Boris Johnson popular? Like, is it? Are they going to get rid of him? Like, what the hell? Isn't it like five years or something between elections in yeah. the UK? So he'll do a big stunt towards the end of the term and get re-elected, presumably. Yeah, like, like inject himself with <laughs> yeah. what, a, a bowler or something. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> but the thing is, Cummings has actually loathed himself, right? He was the mm. guy who flattered the lockdown rules mm. to visit his family and then a castle for no reason. Mm. But everyone was applauding him when he said this. In any sensible, rational government, it is completely crazy that I should have been in such a senior position. <laughs> such a senior position. Yeah, I love, that's the ultimate takedown. And the worst thing about Boris Johnson is he put me in charge. Yeah. What an idiot. So what were qualifications, you might ask, to be an incredibly senior advisor to the Prime Minister during a massive deadly crisis? I'm not smart. I've not built great things in the world. It, it's completely crackers that someone like me should have been in there, just the same as it's crackers that Boris Johnson was in there. So he's using his unpopularity against Boris Johnson. He that is, is. That is genius. He should be in the Prime Minister's office. He should. He's a Svengali. Look, to Dominic Cummings, congratulations on finally doing a good job of something. The Chaser Report. Less news, more often. And so that's the end of our first week, Charles, of daily podcasting. What did we learn? We learned that we should not have signed this contract and that we're going to regret the next 47 weeks of this year. Yeah, we learned that we're not smart. We haven't <laughs> built anything worthwhile and we shouldn't be in this position. But thanks for listening anyway. And it was it was a lot of fun. I, I'm looking forward to next week. No, I'm actually looking forward yeah. to spending time with you. Oh, by the way, Dom, I'm, uh, I'm taking holidays next week, so I won't be around. Um, you're going to have to, I think under the contract, um, yeah, you'll just have to do everything yourself. Look, it'll be easier, frankly. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or a four-star. No, three, five's good. Oh, five, five, just okay. lie on our behalf, please, and use the code. Have a good holiday, Charles. <laughs> um, and <laughs> thanks to Road Microphones for our gear, and we're part of the Acast Creator Network. Catch you next week. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.